so whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it Whoa, what's going on? It's your boy Dolo J, and welcome back to the Kicking It Dolo podcast, a sports podcast where we talk about football and basketball, past, present, and future, top five, top ten, stats, and more. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So on this Throwback Thursday episode, I'm going to go ahead and switch it up. I'm going to still do NBA, but I'm gonna, instead of just talking about one player, we're going to talk about a couple performances. Basically, the top six scoring performances over the last six seasons. So let's get right into it. All right, 2016-2017. We're going in chronological order. Devin Booker goes for 70 points against the Celtics, but they end up losing 130 to 120. Now, in the game, Devin Booker had 70 points, eight rebounds, six assists, three steals, and one block. The next closest person to him in scoring was Alex Lynn and Leonardo Barbosa, who both had 11 points. So this is the Suns team, you know, right before DeAndre Ayton came. Um, I want to say it was a year or two right before DeAndre Ayton came. And... Basically, it was a Suns team that was scrapping, you know, getting maybe like 30 wins, 25 wins. And they weren't really all that good. But to be in a close game like that mainly was to Devin Booker. Now, for the Celtics, the top scorer for the Celtics was Isaiah Thomas with 34 points and seven assists. Now we already know the time period that, you know, Isaiah Thomas was with the Celtics 2015 to 2017. Basically, um, he was he was basically uh he was a top 15 guard in the league. I would say top 15. He was good. That He was calling him Mr. Fourth Quarter. He would go off and have maybe 12 or 14 points, maybe even 10 points in the fourth quarter and really just, you know, bring a lot of games home. Had Jalen Brown, you know, in his rookie season, Jay Crowder, Al Horford. You know, everybody knows that Celtics team was – it was a very good team. They competed with John Wall and Bradley Beal and um, who else? It was – it wasn't 2016-2017. It was them, Bucks, the Cavaliers, um, and it was another team. I can't, I can't think of it right now. Most likely, it was the Heat around this time that they had to deal with. But yeah, Devin Booker really went off. It was the most points scoring against since Kobe Bryant basically scored eighty-one points in two thousand and six. RIP to Kobe Bryant, and basically, Devin Booker really showed in his second season. Basically, that he can be, you know, a number one option on the top team, going for seventy. Now, a lot, a lot of times, you know, players go for sixty. They may not be on the best team, yeah. But Devin Booker really showed that he's a great player. He's, a, I wouldn't say, we, we, it's still a lot to be, you know, desired left. Can he win the MVP? Can he, you know, can the Suns go back to the finals and finally cash it in? Being the fact that they brought DeAndre Ayton back, Mikael Bridges back, they brought back, you know. Devin Booker just signed a max deal, a super max, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Chris Paul, you know, given the fact that I think he can – I think he still has a couple years of high-level basketball, but I think he's slowly, slowly starting to decline. Now, he may he may or may not prove me wrong, and he may come back and, you know, return to form how he was basically, you know, the previous season, not this last season, but the season before that. And he was still keeping them afloat when Devin Booker was injured. And, you know, he also closed out a, a game where he went 14 for 14 and also had, what, maybe 14, 15 assists as well. So Chris Paul is still that player. It's just, you know, he's 37 years of age. You know, he has a lot of hamstring injuries, just little nagging injuries, little nagging hand injury right before the playoffs last season. 
So it's going to be real interesting to see what what the Suns do this season and and how everything shakes out. But Devin Booker is definitely going to be a a, a vital play a vital role in that. Him, Aiden, and Chris Paul are definitely going to be the top three, as everybody knows already. So in 2017-2018, James Harden recorded the very first 60-point triple-double in a game against the Magic where they won 114-107. Now, James Harden in this game went for 60 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 19 of 30 field goals, 5 of 14 from the three, and 17 of 18 from the free throw line. He also had four steals this game. Now, it's kind of... It's kind of interesting to me to see James Harden have like four steals, but we already know James Bond, James Bond, but James Harden, excuse me. James Harden is not the type of player who's going to sit in front of you and lock up and stuff like that. He plays more of the passing lane, which there are, in my opinion, are more easier steals. You know, you just, you know, you're laying around and you're just looking at the person with the ball, basically. And it's real easy when you play like that. It's real easy to be hit with a back cut to the basket, easy layup, easy dunk, or, you know, it might be another kick out to open three or something like that. It's just real easy to break down the defense, and it's really hard to play defense that way. Now, it can work sometimes, but a lot of times, more times than not, you're going to get burnt. But in this game, basically, James Harden, he was doing it all, man. It was it was on the tear. This was right around the time, you know, James Harden was at the peak of his powers, man. Basically, he was top five in MVP voting for, what, maybe four or five consecutive seasons. And, you know, we just – that Rocket team, it, they never ultimately made it to the finals, but they was close. You know, they had to keep running into the, the Warriors. It's just it was the Warriors around this time. It was just hard for them to beat them. Even when they got Kevin Durant, the Rockets was still, you know, had a chance to put them out. Given, but you know, Chris Paul suffered that injury, and then you know they couldn't close out Game Six. And you know, we know how history goes. But James Harden this season, man, like I said, he was at the peak of his powers. I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked to see that the game was kind of close. But then again, I went back and watched the highlights. And it was a very close game. I mean, nobody on the Magic really scored more than 20 points that game. I think Maurice Spates had the most, and he only had, like, maybe 17. It was kind of, like, balanced. I know Eric Gordon didn't play that game. I think he was also injured that game. Um, But, yeah, James Harden really was just, like, a performance for the ages. Like I said, the very first 60-point triple-double. Now, the very next season, we have James Harden again, 2018-2019. 61 points versus the Knicks. Now he scored 61 points twice this season, once against the Spurs and another one time another time against the Knicks. But I went back and watched and to me the Knicks game was the better game to me just by how I was looking at it and you know, given the fact that the game was nipping tucked through the whole way, especially like the last 30 seconds, especially like the last 2 minutes, you know, all the way down basically to like maybe 5 to 7 seconds when James Harden got the ball. When the uh, Knicks were down, maybe I think it was three points they were down, or it could have been two. They could have been down two, two or three points. And, you know, James Harden gets a steal and dunks the bomb, basically seals the game. But I think the Knicks game was the better game, in my opinion. So in that game, Harden had 61 points, five rebounds, four assists, and five steals. The Rockers end up winning, like I said, 114 to 110. Alonzo Trier had 31 points this game. Everybody remembers. Do y'all remember Alonzo Trier? I don't even. Is he still on the Knicks? I wonder where he's at now. Because when he was on the Knicks, remember he was first getting his shine and everybody was injured. Alonzo Trier, he was getting buckets. Now he had a little stretch where he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. So, all right, we're going to take it to the 2019-2020 season. So, with this season, you know, obviously – 
um, around maybe what February, March. February we lost Kobe Bryant, and I think Mar- around March the NBA shut down, and it didn't open back up till what was it like August or something like that? Yeah, it was like August. So we already know from the bubble. Now I'm just doing strictly regular season. I'm gonna come back and I'm and depending on how this do, I might come back and just do the postseason over the last six seasons. But this one in the bubble, Damian Lillard went for 61 points against the Mavericks. Now we already know Damian Lillard in the bubble basically was the bubble MVP. Um the Trailblazers were, you know, maybe like the 10th seed. And, you know, they just needed to win every game to even have a chance of making the playoffs. And this stretch, Damian Lillard was killing. Like, you couldn't stop that man. So, in this game against the Mavericks, they end up winning 134 to 131. In this game, Lillard had 61 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 17 to 32 from the field, 9 of 17. 9 of 17 from the three-point line, 18 to 18 from the free-throw line. And he also had help, too, as well. Melo came in with 26 points. Now, for the Mavericks, Porzingis, this back when Porzingis and Luka, you know, everybody thought that that experiment would work, you know, given the fact that they're very two skilled players. Porzingis not being, you know, the most dominant inside player really likes to be a stretch big. But I feel like, you know, Porzingis can still get some action on the block, you know, maybe if it just be like a little post, a little post fade, something like that. I feel like he can, you know, still do his thing now that he's with the Wizards, him, Bradley Beal. If they can get them a, a nice little point guard, I feel like they can possibly be like the eighth seed over there, maybe the ninth seed. But also in this game, it's back when he was on the Mavericks. So, you know, him and Luka, they was trying to experiment. But Luka also in this game, 25 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. But like I said, man, Damian Lillard, he was killing in the bubble, bro. Y'all need to go back and watch some highlights for sure. All right. So the next season, the 2020-2021 season, I'm going to go with Stephen Curry's 62 points against the, the Portland Trailblazers. Now in this season, now this game really just shows the type of season that the Warriors were having. Clay was injured. You know, Draymond was injured as well. You know, the band wasn't really all back together. They didn't have the usual savvy veterans that they would have. It was a lot of young players. Andrew Wiggins was new to the team. So the cohesive, the cohesion and, you know, the cohesiveness was not really there. And the chemistry is not there. So basically, a lot of nights, it was Steph Curry or bust. So in this game, Steph Curry went for 62 points, four rebounds. No, not four rebounds. Four assists, excuse me. Five rebounds. 18 of 31 from the field. From the field, Eight of 16 shooting 50% from the three. And 18 of 19 from the free throw line. Now, Dame and CJ, they went, Dame went for 32 this game. And CJ, you know, went for 28. For a combined total of 60 points. So Steph outscored both of them guys. And they didn't have any slouch night. It wasn't a slouch night. Both of them had it going. You could say that. 32 and 28 respectively. You could really say that they both kind of had it going. And Steph still outscored both of them by himself. He was just on fire that night. 60 to 62. Even though it's only two more points. But it's just like how many points they equal up to. And you know. The Warriors end up pulling out the game. 137 to 122. But like I said. 2020 2021 season the warriors they everybody was you know and i it was i was watching the great draymond green show last night shout out to draymond green but i was watching the show watching the show and it was he was answering like fans questions and stuff like that and basically he was saying how like when they weren't winning like he wasn't a villain because i think the question was 
how does it feel being booed everywhere you go or something like that? I can't really remember the question verbatim. But he was like, when we were winning, you know, I was used to it. And then he was like, it died down a little bit when we started losing. But once we started back winning again, everybody started booing. So I just got used to it. So, yeah, I think, you know, the Warriors, given the fact that they're back, you know, they lost a couple pieces, Otto Porter and, you know, Gary Payton. And also, um, I think they lost Damian Lee. I think Damian Lee also left the team. But, you know, they still have their core their core players. Draymond's still there. Clay's still there. Jordan Poole's still there. I think they still have Looney and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. So they should be all right. They should be all right. They also picked up Don, Dante DiVincenzo. I really think that's going to be good. He's like a – I wouldn't say he's Clay Thompson, but he's kind of Clay Thompson-like where he can shoot and also he can defend. He has very long arms. I think he's about 6'4", maybe 6'5". But I like that pickup for, you know, given the fact that they also lost Gary Payton second. He's going to Portland to uh, play with Dame, getting a nice little bag. I think he got a three-year, $28 million contract, if I'm not mistaken. So, but yeah, Steph Curry in this game, he he just had it going, man. He couldn't be stopped. So we're going to go to the lad, the previous season, the season that just passed, the 2021-2022 season. Now, Two players scored the same amount of points. We already know it was Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie Irving. Now, we already know Kyrie Irving can go for, you know, 60 really any game, 50 really any game. So I decided to go with the game Carl Anthony Towns had because we already expect Carl, Carl Anthony Towns to actually be, you know, the third best center in the league. It's just night and nights like this really show that he can really be that. But. We just need this more consistently from Cat, man. Not necessarily saying that we need 60 points from him, but if he could just give us like 25, not us, because I'm not a Timberwolves fan, but us as fans, you know, that, you know, watch the watching, you know, really trying to believe in Cat and know the type of talent that he is. 60 points, 17 rebounds, 19 to 31 from the field, 7 of 11 from three, 15 and 16 from the free throw line, also had three assists. Now, we not we don't I'm not a big fan of cats shooting 11 threes a game but you know I say maybe well he's going to be shooting a lot more of them now given the fact that they just traded for Rudy Gobert and I think Rudy Gobert is probably going to be in that dunker spot so cat is probably going to most likely cat's going to move to the four and he's going to be more perimeter per, mm, perimeter oriented Basically, you know, more face up and stuff like that as far as back to the basket. Now, Cat does have the ability to have a, a dominant back to the basket game. Like I said, he just has to bring that hunger, that fight, and that competitiveness, which, you know, comes over time. And he has to just stop making the bonehead plays. We already know that Cat, you know, a foul might happen. It might be like an obvious foul and he might complain it. But at the same time, it's just we need to just see him just try a little harder, just be a little smarter. And, you know, Cat will be all right. Cat is still going to be top five big in the league, for sure, in my opinion. Now, who are the other top five? I mean, we already know Nikola Jokic and um, Joel Embiid. Then, I, then it's Cat. Then after that, I don't really know. It's just like a cliff to me. It's a cliff. But, you know, Bam has a chance to be, you know, in that. I think Bam could be in that tier right below them. Who else? Who else? I really miss DeMarcus Cousins in his prime. I'm really upset he got injured. Because DeMarcus Cousins in his prime, 
And I think he's still with the Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken. So they signed him for the rest of the season. I don't know if he, you know, is coming back for this season, but Cousins, Cousins would have been up there too. I don't think I think Cousins would have been up there too if he wouldn't have got injured. But yeah, like I said, man, Cat had an extraordinary game, man. And I just want to see him do a lot more of that. Anthony Edwards is also coming into his own. They picked up Rudy Gobert. They let go of Patrick Beverly, which I feel like is really like I feel like Pat was like the glue guy. I wouldn't say like Draymond Green-esque, but something like that. Now, as far as, I've, yeah, I feel like Draymond Green-esque as far as like he would keep the team together and just hold everybody accountable and, you know, just tell people where to be. And, you know, if you're doing wrong, he's going to let you know. It may not be in a manner in which you may like it, but, you know, he your teammate. So at the same time, you shouldn't really like feel no type of way about that. But, yeah, man, this has just been my top six performances over the last six seasons, over the last six regular seasons. I might come back and hit y'all with an NFL one over the last six regular seasons, and then I might just do playoffs for both. But I just wanted to switch it up for Throwback Thursday. This has been Dolo J. You you have listened to the Kicking It Dolo podcast. And until next time, peace out. Clap the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it 